We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted, the film show. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Cool story, bro. Tell me after. (laughs) (laughs) That's how our show works sometimes. We're starting a conversation and then uh, we have to cut it short because a show has to occur. Welcome, Unscriptonites, to another episode of uh, Unscripted, the film show. Lewis and Rach here for you on the panels. Um, headphoneless, so I always feel a little bit weird. Well, I've got headphones, yeah. I don't have a cord for them, so well, they, they are I mean, kind of pointless headphones. Yeah, I just, I just realized that because uh, I used to have a cord with me all the time because I needed to plug into the auxiliary into my car, mm. and uh, I don't need that anymore. So. No, you've got a nice flashy car. I wonder if I've got the headphone thing, not like now. my 15 year old car. No, no, it's, it's not new, it's not flashy, but it's very cheap to run. It is, it is, and it's also like as far as uh, you know, the green credentials on it, uh, you know, all of the, the, the manufacturing cost of the, the car, that, that's all like you're know, gone now. Mm. So, the longer you drive it, the greener you are. I know, yeah, that's I'm very, I'm very green conscious. Yeah. Um, that that's me. Because um, this, this car I've got now has got got to last me. It's going to be my. This is my last car with an internal combustion engine. Well, I thought you just meant last car, full stop. Well, like I don't think so. I I'm, don't know if it's going to last like I'm, forty, fifty years. Yeah, I'm but hoping I live longer than that. But uh, yeah, it's the last one. Hopefully, with an internal combustion engine. Mm. Uh, those, those things, I think, we need to. They need to go by the wayside. We need yes. to figure out ways of. Of uh, you know recycling the the materials and batteries so that doesn't go to landfill either. So yes, yes, circular economy. Yes, it's a big thing. So all you boffins out there, you just figure it out so that we can uh, we yeah. can have our, have they our are. nice cars. They're figuring it out. Yeah. We just you know need governments probably to pick up those things or whatnot. But anyway. That sounds political. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so, Lewis, you weren't here last week because you were in Fringetown. I was. And you were having a chat to Arda before she left and I, you went through some of the things that you've seen at Fringe during the last week and I did wonder when you had time to sleep <laughs> uh, because you've also seen... Colour Purple, which I reviewed last week, so I'm interested to hear your review. Um, And Iron Claw, which I'm very interested to hear your review because I've watched the trailer and every time I look at it, all I see is Zac Efron is he looks like (laughs) He-Man because of the haircut that he's got. But uh, I know it is based on a really uh, tragic true story. Um, So, yeah, I'm interested to hear what what your review is of that. And then I've just watched bits and pieces on on the telly, mm-hmm. not on the actual telly, on the streaming. Yes. Um, can't find anything. I So I, I talked about before how I had to get a seven-day uh, free trial for Paramount to watch my 
second season of Yellow Jackets. Of course, I forgot to cancel it. Um, so now I'm looking for things to watch on on Paramount for the next month until I forget to cancel it again. Uh, and then need to ask more questions about what I can watch on there. But all I could find was Ambulance. I friggin' love that show, man. There's lots of there's lots of um, uh, Star Trek you can watch on on uh, Paramount. I don't I don't want to watch Star Trek. <laughs> I want to watch some newish. Things that's my my goal is to try and watch some new things. There's some but, new Star Trek on, <laughs> but I end up falling into watching a lot of um, comfort TV, mm. and I know it sounds bizarre that I'm watching Ambulance, which is like it's it's where so it's an Australian show. They have I'm sure they have American ones, and I know right. they've got a British one. It's cameras on board with the paramedics and also... um, Reality TV is what you're saying. I guess it is reality TV. It's really real reality TV as opposed to like reality TV, which is basically scripted. Mm. Um, But, you know, they they have them at the call centres and then they're following the paramedics and it just... It's an amazing show and it just, you know... I, I don't know why I like that sort of stuff and I don't know why it's comforting. I think because there's no um, – if I if I take forever to watch the next episode, it's not a big deal mm, or mm. I don't have to fully be paying attention to kind of understand the plot. I'm like, yeah, this person's not well and they're getting an ambulance to pick <laughs> them up. <laughs> there's no, like, major plot lines that I'm going to miss if I'm, you know, mm, concentrating mm. on something else. Um, so I've been watching that. Have you not been watching Drunk History? I told you Drunk History. That's awesome. I know, I know. but You I... learn stuff and laugh at people being drunk. Well, here's the thing. Have you ever watched Horrible Histories? Uh, I do know of it and I've seen some of it. Because all of the people in that, or well, not all of them, most of them went on to make Ghosts, right. so, which is that British TV show with the dead people. Mm-hmm. Um, and because Bryce has watched a bit of that show with me, now Horrible Histories is on. I mean, they're older episodes. He's like, Mum, it's the guy with the arrow in his neck. And mm. Mum, it's the headless guy. And Hey, why does that guy not wear pants in the other show? I can't <laughs> remember. Uh, I'm like, oh, he fell asleep getting dressed. <laughs> Did you, you, I mean, you watch, he died getting dressed. You've watched the American version of Ghosts as well? I tried. So, I watched the first episode and I just felt like it was very much, it was the, very explainy. The thing is, the, 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 the American, whenever American TV does a version of the English TV, the first episode is almost identical to the, the English version and then you, from there it's a launching point and then they do their own thing. But mm. the... It's interesting with the American version because in the English version, the guy who's the the ghost with no pants is a politician. Yeah. And so they never really just like uh, – it's kind of inferred that he was having a bit of a liaison when he died and that's yeah. why he has no pants on. Oh, he's he wasn't – he didn't die while getting dressed like I told my seven-year-old son. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not the case. <laughs> Whereas – in the American version, they had to make their pantsless guy a bit more heroic. So he's got a slightly different backstory. Uh. Like originally you think it's just like bang, wah, wah. Mm. And then it's like, uh, no, 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 he's being nice and he's a good guy. It's like, oh, uh. kind of ruined the mystique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I didn't get past the first episode. I'm, I'm thinking of watching another episode. but Give it a crack. It, uh, is, it is good. The, the latest season, season five, is now available on um, iView. Oh, really? Well, of, yes, of, of the, the British ghost. ghost. Oh, excellent. I actually didn't know there was a no. new season. 
and I found it and got very excited. So, um, but yeah, if you've got a kid and you've never watched Horrible Histories, you're missing out because it is, it's basically a skit show for kids. Um, it's educational and it's just, it's quite funny. Is it on any of the services of stream? ABC. Hey, so ABC is it? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, we watch it on ABC um, Channel 23 every every night at 7 o'clock. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a date. Oh Me and God, Bryce. That's, that's, that's mom, point- mom, Horrible Histories is starting. It's appointment TV, that's what that it is. It is appointment <laughs> TV, even though the episodes are quite old. Um, <laughs> but the, um, the keep you on streaming just for yes. the moment. Uh, the Even though Kat and I got Stan, uh, mainly uh, we got Stan to watch uh, The Great, mm-hmm. um, which was the third season of The Great, which isn't great. <laughs> I only watched the first season. It is is more grating. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where you're watching it and you're I should have should have ended this like mm. a season or two ago. Like I still haven't finished yeah. Sex Education. That's one that should have just finished. No, Sex Education is good. Oh it's good. no, the last season. No, you're right though. They could have done painful. Without, they could have done without the last season, but yeah. I think so. Yeah, um, but the sometimes there there's a show. So we we got stand for that, and we got stand for something else, and can't for the life of me remember what, remember what it was. Um, we've watched those two things and we've kind of not watched anything more on Stan. Mm. We do have a reminder set in our phone to cancel Stan on the 4th of February. Yep. Um, but we've been watching Netflix and uh, there's a TV show which is a, a show from 2017. There's three seasons of it uh, called Louder Milk. And it's a story about a guy who uh, is an, an alcoholic and he runs a, a, a group for uh, people with alcohol addiction. Um, and you, you're basically going through his life and you know, his story. And um, it's just, it's, it seems weird, but it's just really kind of compelling. He lives with uh, his best mate, Ben. And uh, he ends up also having a second roommate who is a, a girl who was like, you know, uh, addicted to alcohol and drugs and stuff like that. And they bring her on board and uh, she starts you know, living with them as well and getting more clean and all that sort of stuff. It's really weird because you wouldn't think like a show about addiction and those kind of things would be good fodder for like lighthearted kind of comedy and that sort mm. of thing. But it actually is a really uplifting kind of show and the people in his group are just such a diverse range of people, mm. mostly men, um, and... Um, yeah, it's just it's really compelling watching, and so Kat and I have like almost killed the three seasons in a, in a week. <laughs> wow. Okay. Are the episodes like thirty minutes long? I think so. Yeah. That yeah. helps because mm, mm. I find when the episodes are an hour long, it is it is a tougher haul to get through them all. Um, speaking of hour long episodes, uh, I watched the first episode of Boy Swallows Universe. Mm-hmm. This is based on the best-selling um, Trent Dalton book. It's set in Brisbane um, and it follows a young boy, uh, Eli, who lives with his older brother, um, uh, Gus, and his his mum and his stepfather. But his stepfather is a drug dealer and his mum has been um, addicted to um, smack, mm. which I think is heroin. Yeah, I think so. Um, at one point. So it's a troubling story and parts of the story are based on Trent Dalton's real life. Uh, not all of it. A lot of it's been fictionalised. But what was true was um, he was babysat by a criminal who, like, escaped uh, a jail. I want to say it's 
it starts with a B and now it's it's escaping my memory. So the, there's a character in this um, in this TV show played by Brian Brown um, who is based on his babysitter who was a criminal. So it's a dark TV show because it was a dark book and mm. it did get huge accolades when the book came out and I did try to read the book but I really struggle with stories about addiction to drugs particularly, especially when there's a child in the house. Mm. I just... I, I just get to, I find it too upsetting really and I know it's it's not it's not fully based on a true story but it's still hard to watch and I think part of that is also because I have a young son and for me I look at that and I just see the boy on screen I think that could be my child and he's going through this traumatic like life where he's got a, a stepfather who's dealing drugs and there's all sorts of other trauma going on at the same time. So whether or not I'll continue watching it, I don't know, but I can tell from the first episode that it's really well made. It's got a, a stack of really great actors in it. Um, Anthony LaPaglia is in it a little bit later on, Simon Baker, and the two boys um, are being uh, acting magnificently. So I can tell it's a good show. I just don't know if I can stomach it. Mm. What I did end up watching was the first two episodes of the latest season of Queer Eye because I needed a bit of a a palate cleanser. Mm. So yes, I was very excited. It literally came out yesterday. I'm like, yes, thank you. I'll watch that. (laughs) So that's what I've been watching. Yeah. Well, uh, next year on, uh, on Netflix, um, if you're a wrestling fan, it's going to be a uh, you know, good good times for you because if you've got your Netflix subscription, uh, you will have access to all the WWE shows that are coming out. Although, yeah, that's going to be uh, interesting because at the moment you can see it on Binge. I was going to say, weren't they on Binge? Yeah, they're on Binge, but they're going to be going to Netflix because TKO, which is the company that owns WWE and UFC, uh, they've made a deal to uh, put it onto the Netflix streaming service. Right. Um, I think outside of America. I think still in America it'll be on the other stuff, but outside of America it'll be on Netflix. But the interesting thing is is that that wasn't the only announcement they made this week. They announced that... um, they brought onto the board uh, Dwayne Johnson uh, as one of their directors. At Netflix? No, 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 no. At at TKO. Right. So they brought him onto the board um, and he got paid like, you know, 30 million bucks, which is a drop in the ocean for a guy with the amount of money that he's got. Um, But he was paid that. But the interesting thing was that the WWE owned the rights to the name The Rock. Uh, Obviously, Dwayne has used that name, you know, throughout his career and there's a lot of things that are branded to The Rock and all that sort of stuff, but always money would be going back to WWE because they own the rights to the name. Yeah. But now, as part of the deal for him to become a, a, a director of the company and all that kind of stuff... Uh, he is now in total ownership of the name The Rock. Oh, there you so go. So he can be known forevermore as you know Dwayne The Rock Johnson, The Rock. Um, if he wants to become, if he wants to one day become the president of America, all you got to do is run. They will vote for you. <laughs> um, then uh, yeah, he could be uh, President Rock. Hmm. So which is just I'm I'm happy for him. That he's got his name. Because that's with a lot of wrestlers, um, mm. particularly WWE wrestlers, when you wrestle for them, they go, okay, this is your name now. And they give you a, a new name because they want to you know, own everything about you, your look, your name, everything. Yeah, you don't want to be wrestling under the name John Smith. Yeah, 
Yeah, and then, no offense to any John Smiths, yeah. I'm sure you're very strong, muscly men. Oh, John Cena kind of worked. So yeah. Well, yeah, well, this is different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they uh, they they don't let people wrestle under the real names because they could leave WWE and go somewhere else and be uh, that person somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. So they want to no, if you leave here, you can't take your name with you. Mm. You've got to be someone else. And so, so for the Rock to be the Rock and and that is is, is kind of a cool thing. So corporate America still owning people. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Capitalism. Uh, Capitalism, yeah. So Binge will end up losing a lot of um, people who are current members, I guess. Well, I mean, I don't see any reason why I'll be keeping it. (laughs) Yeah. At at the moment, I mean, we we paid for it for a year, Mm. but the WWE being there is kind of a bonus for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for the next season of Colin from Accounts. That's what Mm. I'm hanging out for. Uh, And then I'll probably ditch Binge as well. So... Can't have them all. No. Anyway, we're going to go to a couple of sponsors and then um, hear back. Since we were talking about WWE and all things wrestling, we might have a chat about Iron Claw. I'm very interested to hear that review. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. That was me. This is me. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show, of course. And, Lewis, you're going to talk about um, Iron Claw, which I must say I know nothing about the history of these people. Uh, I feel like there's actually supposed to be five brothers and in the movie there's only four, but there was so much tragedy they're like, nah, let's leave that one out because <laughs> yeah. we're just we're already going to depress people. Let's not completely do it. Yes, yeah. No, I feel I, I feel bad because uh, there's, uh, there's Kevin, Kerry, Chris, Mike and David. So Kevin, Kerry, Chris, Mike and David. Um, and they're... Uh, the the family is like a wrestling family. Like anyone who is a, is a wrestling fan knows the name, uh, the Von Erich Eric family, and they. <coughs> so my body, I love you, they, how you say everyone knows. I don't know. Everyone who knows wrestling. Oh right, well knows, that's different. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, who, everyone who knows wrestling knows the the Von Erich name. They know um, the tragedy of of the Von Erichs. Um, you know, some people believe that the the family is uh, cursed. Cursed. Um, but it's just uh, so when you see this film, like I, 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 th- I feel you remember the, the wrestler with Mickey Rourke that came out. A I while, did, but I never watched it a while ago because that was kind of like a, a wrestler who was at the like end of his career that was you know popular at one point. Now he's doing whatever shows he can and just scraping by, and it was kind of depressing. Um, I kind of think that uh, the, the producers of um, the Iron Claw were just like. Going, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that was a depressing wrestling film. Hold my beer, because <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the Iron Claw is a, is a really really good film, really well made, um, but r- really depressing because of the, the, the story is is a is such a tragic tragic story, um, and I, I I knew about it uh, because like uh, Kerry Von Erich uh, wrestled in the WWE as the Texas Tornado. And he was this, you know, larger than life kind of character, and one of my favourite wrestlers when I was a kid. And uh, when I found out he died, um, and died by his own hand, it was kind of like, oh my god, that's that's really full on. Um, but the uh, the story uh, in the Iron Claw follows uh, Kevin Von Erich, and uh, Kevin is the oldest uh, of the, the Von Erich boys. But he, well, he's the old. There was actually an older brother than him, but the older brother than him died when he was five because um, he got electrocuted. Oh um, my god! So Just gets worse and worse. Yeah. This poor family. Yeah. So he um, is in in the family. Um, the 
the the uh, patriarch of the family uh, is Fritz von Erich, who he got into wrestling. Um, have you heard of Brett the Hitman Hart? No, I'm I'm not very good with any you of this wrestling heard stuff. Of Brett the Hitman Hart, my goodness. Okay, no, I'm so um, sorry. Okay, so Brett the Hitman Hart is the the son of Stu Hart, who is uh, again like the patriarch of a massive you know wrestling family called the Hart family, and uh, Stu Hart uh, trained Fritz von Erich, and Fritz von Erich, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good old boy. He's like you know a cowboy kind of thing, but his wrestling persona was more of a evil heel German kind of person, um, using the name you know von Erich um, and Fritz, and just to be like that that evoke that German kind of stuff. Mm. Um, his finishing move was called the Iron Claw, where he'd like grab somebody's head and supposedly crush their head so much that they'd pass out or submit. Um, and so he passed the Iron Claw down to his boys. So um, you had uh, you had uh, Kerry. So uh, Kerry Von Erich was like trying to get in the Olympics, doing like uh, you know uh, track and field stuff. Um, yeah, throwing the, uh, the javelin, he- heavy frisbee, and all that. Sort oh, the heavy frisbee. Yeah. Um, I think that's called the shot put. Oh, no, the discus. <laughs> yeah, you got the, there, discus. the discus. Discus, yes. So uh, Kerry was doing that and Kevin and David were getting into the wrestling side of things. Um, their younger brother, uh, Michael, he was like had his own stuff going on. Like he wanted to be more of a um, a singer and was getting into, into the band and all that, that kind of stuff. Um, but then... Obviously, uh, the, the, at that time there was tension between Russia and there was uh, and the America. Uh, America didn't go to the Olympics, therefore Kerry had nothing to do. Kerry becomes a, a wrestler as well in the family. Uh, eventually, Michael becomes a wrestler in the family as well. He's not as big or as skillful as the other kids. So Michael is actually a um, uh, he's a. Uh, Two of the brothers put together because the one brother that's not in the film, mm. he was a much smaller person than, than his brother. So he wasn't like six foot tall. He was five foot five. Uh, he still got into wrestling but just never had that success that his brothers had. And so he was always living in their shadows. So, And still because he wasn't even included in the movie. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, – I, I kind of wish they had included him. Yeah. But there is a lot of death in this film and I'm honestly surprised that <laughs> there wasn't a um, – uh, a warning at the start of it as well because yeah. a lot of it is suicide. Mm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I just think they, they, they didn't want to have several suicides in, in one film. It might have just been too much. Yeah. But it's still a great film. Like, I mean, that kind of – suicides do happen and, like, we shouldn't not have movies about those kind of things. And I, just, I think, yeah, it is an epidemic for males mm, mm. and there is a lot of talk about um, what – um, sports like wrestling and uh, American football and and Australian football do to brains when they go has have multiple concussions oh, yeah. and the ramifications of those and there's lots of history of of ex wrestlers um, and boxers having gone forward in their lives mm. and done some not so great things and some of it is getting blamed on the damage that's done to their brain yeah uh, it's just very very true it's a uh, it's very a uh, very sad kind of um, situation but it's uh, the film is great um, it's well it's well directed it's well written it's well acted um, the you're really watching the story through the eyes of Kevin yeah because <laughs> you know, Kevin 
is a guy who's still around and a guy who can tell a story. And he, you, you don't really see Efron like going over the top with his acting or anything like that. He really is the guy that's there watching things unfold, even though he's trying to be there to win the world title as well. He's taking on uh, Harley Race. These names won't mean anything to you. No. Um, he's taking on luminary wrestling icons like Harley Race and Ric Flair. Um, he, uh, it's, it's like, but he's not the guy. He's the main guy, but he's not the main guy. Mm-hmm. It's, he's just... Um, the the person where you're watching his life go on while this tragedy unfolds, because uh, it was kind of weird when I was, when I was watching the film, and I realised that he was Kevin and he wasn't like, because to me Kerry was the the big guy, the the, the, the most important Von Eric, but then like you realise that that uh, Kevin's the guy that's been there the whole time. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just really interesting to do, to watch watch his story unfold. I wonder how he got he got so massive because he's huge in this movie. Oh, uh, physically huge. But then Cat pointed out to me that he has always been like just a bundle of muscles. But there, it's like yeah, it's but there's been... a difference though. Like there's more bulk. But I feel like Zac Efron is short. Is he short? I don't know. How... Because I wonder if muscles get bigger look bigger on them because uh, on a shorter person because your muscle is shorter therefore it's it's expanding out instead of expanding down and he's, out does that make any sense <laughs> he's 1.73 meters tall so how how much is that in centimeters well, in in feet i no what do you mean in feet what are you american this is Australia. Yeah, I know, but that's how I'm everyone about, talks. I'm about like 169 centimetres. So, so he's, he's 100 slight, and what? 173, he's 173 centimetres, which is 1.73 metres. So he's like slightly taller than I am. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it in feet because I know my husband is six. Oh, he's five, six. Okay, so he's not that tall. No. Well, no. thank you. <laughs> no, I just mean maybe that's why me. maybe that's why his muscles look bulkier instead of like I'm just thinking if you're taller your arms and legs are bigger, yeah, right? Yeah. So logically my thinking is the muscles expand out instead of having to expand out and also like down along Right, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> but yeah, he I mean he looks he looks impressive. Like he man. Like just um, he does, very very tanned he man as um as Billy Collie would say like a um a bag of walnuts uh, yeah he was he, he was packed like a bag of walnuts and he, even Jeremy Allen White when you see him his physique is nothing like you would have seen before like, yeah so people are familiar with him being a bit wiry in the bear yeah, yeah. so yeah he's had quite the transformation and they, they, but these guys like they just like hit the gym have personal trainers they they just like eaten like chicken after chicken after chicken, uh, I don't know if any any uh, other enhancements are, are put in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, I hope I hope not. Um, but but yeah, so it's, it's interesting though because they they are playing like the Von Erics and the Von mm. Erics are you know tall wrestlers like you know um, uh, Kerry and that were even Eric they're, they're all over six foot tall. But yeah, I guess if you you cast people around the same height, it doesn't really matter. Like you don't yeah. need to. Uh, you know, cast the correct height if everyone's a, you know height appropriate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, it was a, a great film, like uh, really interesting, as a really sad, yeah, mm. ultimately uplifting as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm, I was just 
blown away that it actually it is a movie on the big screen that people can go and see. Because when I was a kid, I was like, going, oh, this is so sad. And, um, you know, but I never in a million years thought somebody's going to make a movie that one day. Mm. So um, obviously, a wrestling fan has has gone and put their heart and soul into it. Yeah, I, I, I dare say that's prob- probably the case. So um, I, I imagine, like, if it do, does well, there'll be more, more, because there's a lot of stories in wrestling that mm. uh, uh, one day will, will, will come out. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see uh, see how that goes. Um, so I'm going to give uh, the Iron Claw uh, four and a half... Loincloths. <laughs> four, uh, four and a half no-shoes uh, uh, no because Kevin uh, Von Erich, uh, he wrestles with no shoes on. Bare Don't foot. they all wrestle with no shoes on? Wow, you really know nothing about wrestling. <laughs> Let me show you my ignorance right here. No, generally people wrestle with boots on. People have wrestling boots. Right. Is what they generally wrestle in. Is, oh, is yeah, boots. now I see them. Because yep. um, they're the boots that He Man wears. Like what? the leather things with like strap around them. No, I'm going to go now. <laughs> you, you've watched He Man, right? I, I am aware of He Man. I have watched a lot of He Man growing up. Kevin Smith uh, has made some He Man for Netflix recently. So, yep. yes. Yes. So yeah. you're aware of the He-Man? Yeah, but you're 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 thinking about barbarians. Uh, but these, these are okay. These are, these are, <laughs> these are wrestlers. Who, these are real humans yes. that are uh, have been alive in our lifetime. So. Exactly. This yeah. is true. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Well, on that note, we'll go to a couple of uh, sponsors and be back, and I'll get your take on the color purple. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So I'm aware we've heard quite a bit from you today because you've seen most of the things Um, and we're going to continue in that fashion. Um, I talked about The Colour Purple last week. Uh, I remember it, uh, watching it not as a child but like as a probably a teen and finding it really full on Um, and it's now on Netflix and I think another couple of streaming services because they're well aware that people want to Rewatch the film now that new the new musical is on the big screens and um i started watching it and i got about halfway through and it was not as brutal as i remember and i don't know whether that's because things have become more brutal over the years like they've because it is got elements of uh incest and uh and domestic violence in it Mm. and i did stop halfway through before some other stuff happened anyway, but I wonder whether some movies have been more truthful about those things in that time period and it probably was shocking at the time, but now it's it's domestic violence is always shocking, but um, I don't know. It, it seems seemed to not have as, as a heavy as heaviness as, as I was expecting it mm. to have. With that said, when I watched the new colour purple, I remembered that that darkness and I was like, oh man, how are they going to lighten this with music? But they did in a way. So what well, were your thoughts? Well, that's it. I don't actually recall. I knew, I knew there was the movie called The Colour Purple. Mm. I knew Whoopi Goldberg was in it. Uh, I, I knew there was a, like a, a lesbian relationship uh, at some point in the film. That was everything I knew. That, mm-hmm. that was about it. Um, and so going into into The Colour Purple, it was kind of like just – 
being uh, going there with fresh eyes and not knowing what the, the film was, not even realising that the film was a full-on musical. <laughs> did you know that was going to be full? I did. You did. Okay. So I, I, I was. Was that like, a surprise? It was a surprise. I, I, I was like, when when they started like singing during the gospel scene at the at the start. You're like, whoa! Is this the whole movie? <laughs> I, well, I was just like, because in the era that we've lived like obviously uh if you go back to the 50s and 60s and somewhat in the 70s there was a period where there was just heap of musicals mm. it's like oh i can talk now let's sing yeah. they, just, they just sang their hearts out there was musical after musical after musical they went elvis here's a guitar yeah. <laughs> and so there was um yeah yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> that was so hilarious to yeah. me. So there was just like lots of musicals, and I know that because I grew up in the eighties, mm. and basically in the eighties they just didn't make anything new, and they just bought. There were lots of just, repeats yeah, on telly, just like every yeah. Sunday. It's like here's some more Elvis. Oh, great! <laughs> um, and so. Like th- there was that period of time. Th- then there was a massive gap between like the in the eighties and nineties and two thousands, and like every now and again you'd get a a musical come up and to go here's a musical and you go oh that was refreshing that was nice, <laughs> and then you wouldn't hear anything more of it. But all of a sudden we've had like um, quite a few musical musicals coming out. Like Wonka is a full on musical, yeah. Um, which is great. It was really good. And I love musicals, so I, I'm bang up for this stuff. Um, do you think it was uh, um, Hamilton that's kind of spurred this thing on? Um, I don't know. Which is weird because that, that's a stage musical. But it, it is, but it became huge yeah. and then I guess Disney had it out. But that was a few years ago. I think... I think over the last few years there has been a few, quite a few musicals because I think about the fact that they did Mary Poppins Returns as well. Bang up, yeah. So um, there's a bit of a, a renaissance of uh, musicals going on mm. in, the, in the cinema. Excuse me, in the cinema. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm bang up for it. And so when I realised it's a musical, I was like, oh, cool, okay, let's let's do this. Um, and it was it was kind of weird though because it, it is it's it's churchy, it's gospelly, it's uplifting. Um, and then all of a sudden you, you're like, okay, that uh, that that uh, girl uh, is it Seely? Seely, yes, I. It's um, Seely. Uh, well, she's pregnant. I was like, okay, who who who's the father? No one's no one's saying who who who, who the oh it's the dad. It's quite quite oh, shocking, oh, isn't oh my, it? Oh my god, it's the dad. That, that's it a... is really like does no but one they don't, they don't does do no it. one want to talk about the fact that like people are talking to her about oh what are you na- going to yeah. name your baby? It's like do we not want to mention the fact that it's her dad's child that she's bearing? Yeah, and it was but it was kind of like I could have missed that. Yeah, I, I was like, because I didn't pick that up. Like they, they did the whole, uh, what are you going to call it, kind of thing. And I, I didn't pick up that the dad was the the father of her kid. And obviously, you know, there was some horrible stuff happening there mm. um, until a bit later in the film. Yeah. So I wonder if anyone else like missed it completely. Oh, that's possible. If it was just, I just thought it was very subtle that they they weren't like going, he's raped uh, his daughter. It's like, yeah, I don't um, know if it's subtle for a reason. Yeah, but yeah, so. Um, so they had to really like to balance out the just tragedy and the the horribleness of that situation. They had to make those songs so uplifting, and the songs are just brilliant and toe tappy. And, and I and, definitely listened to the soundtrack on yeah. my drive home. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So it's great. I mean, and the performances are absolutely brilliant. I mean, to get to see uh, the the two uh, girls um, when they're growing up, like, you know, they're obviously in a house which is full of turmoil. Their mum, mm. their mum's dead. Uh, their their father is uh, abusive and and just just does horrible things. And then the father marries uh, marries the um, seal off to a guy that's just a horrible horrible person. Um, and then like you know her sister like comes to live with them and then she gets like the the rough end of the stick and then they they just don't see each other again Mm. the whole thing is just tragic with this it's traumatizing (laughs) with this really uplifting great singing like throughout throughout i mean you can have like musicals with depressing overtones that are very Mm. successful i mean les miserables is like a, a classic example of that and this is it's a great it's a great uh, film. I, I don't want to say the the story. I always say it's not the the story's like a great story. It's a horrible story, but, but it's, it's still well, well told. told. Yeah, yeah, and um, well, well sung and like just you, you're just so um, behind Celie, and you just want her to get out and and mm. make it. <laughs> and so it, it's interesting because she played the the part of Celie quite. Differently to to uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg's character is almost like she. I mean, they both kind of have, you know, decided that that's it. This is their life. They're just um, just put up with it and be quiet as mm. best they can. Um, but there was still a quiet strength in in Fantasia's. Um, her performance, whereas I didn't feel like that in Whoopi Goldberg's performance. I felt like this is a completely destroyed woman mm. who's never going to get out of the under the like out of this house. Um, but yeah, I, I felt that was played really well. And Danielle um, Brooks, Brooks yeah. loved her. She was great, Sophia. Like Sophia, when you got. Uh, Celie and she's just someone who's been just beaten on and beaten on and beaten on and beaten on and just gone, this is my life. Mm. Whereas Sophie comes in and she's like, I'm doing my own thing and you guys Heck can no. just get on board or I'm out, out of here. And she was just such a you know, full-on kind of person. Her story is just like, oh, my God. It's just like yeah. what happens to her. But, yeah. I think a lot of people remember Sophia's story from the first movie as well. Because she was played by Ofer Winfrey in the first film. Yeah, she yeah. was. And... um. I think better played better by Danielle yeah. Brooks. Yeah, and the um, Mister is played by Coleman Domingo, and it just oh my god, just, it's a horrible role to have to play. Oh yeah, I yeah. was watching it and I was like, oh, that's right. I remember really hating um, Donald Danny Glover. Uh, Danny Danny Glover. Glover. <laughs> Not Donald Glover. He was way too young. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for a really, really, <laughs> for a really, really long time. Yeah. And then I made the connection as to why. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, because he played this guy. Oh. No wonder I didn't like him. I'm like, I'm not watching that movie because he's in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's a horrible task to have I to can't play a character missed, I like that. I can't believe that. you missed Predator 2 just because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I struggled with the, um, was it Loaded Weapon or Lethal Weapon? Lethal Weapon. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why do I want to watch that? I hate that guy. <laughs> So there you go. Wow. I only made that connection yeah. recently. So now you can go back and watch Predator 2, Lethal <laughs> <laughs> All good days for you. Um, B, 
but yeah, it's uh, it, yeah, the, the, I think it's a great film uh, and it's a great musical. Um, and uh, I just yeah hope people go out there and, and see it because it's uh, you know it deserves those eyes eyeballs to be be on on it. Definitely, um, it's interesting. I didn't rewatch the original color, the color purple. I did read the like a synopsis of it, and uh, it was interesting that the, uh, the the way that the the Mister character how their story finishes in in the two different uh, versions of it. Um, so it's although it's very similar to the original version, mm. uh, it's also got some differences as well. Yeah, see, I've forgotten how the original one all played out because when I was watching this one, I was towards the end. I I was like, I don't remember it, f- like, I don't remember that bit and I don't remember that bit and I think that's because both of them have are based on the book but they've taken a different mm. interpretation of the book. So there's there will be elements that are different. So I need to sit and watch the rest of, like, the end of the original Colour Purple just to see the difference in the endings because I can't remember the original one. It was a very long time ago that I saw it and I think there was a bit of me that was like, hmm, I don't think I'm going to watch that again. It's too depressing. Yeah. So, yeah. So how are we scoring this one? I am going to give this one um, five fancy pants. Five fancy pants. Yeah. I like it. Um, on that note, we'll go to a couple more sponsors and then probably wrap it up with a little bit of fringe talk. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. So we are going to wrap up with some fringe stuff because you've seen a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know much of what's going on, but I did have a colleague come into my office today and say they were going to two things this weekend. They were going to see a Tim Burton burlesque show. Oh, I was yes. like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. And a Mean Girls-inspired um, uh, burlesque show. So I, I was very interested about both of those uh, and need to do a little bit more research. I may or may not go to see one on the weekend. Um, but, Lewis, you've seen a ton of stuff. Uh, yeah, I've seen uh, – I've thrown my eyes over some things and uh, and I've enjoyed them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that's it, guys. You know, that's it. The review is done. Uh, you just have to guess what it is that he's seen. Yeah, so Fringe opened last Friday. So uh, last Friday I saw... Uh, all um, I saw All Star Comedy, uh, which was a like one of those gala shows where you had um, you know about five comedians doing ten minutes each kind of thing. Oh, they're always the best. Chris and I went and saw a few of them at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yeah. They're, they're, not, they're always good. They're not always the best. Sometimes they're crap. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah, because sometimes like no. To, to be fair, like sometimes a bunch of comedians have just started out, decide that they want to do a show, and they're like, you know, they maybe have five minutes, ten minutes tops, and so you kind of sit there going, oh, and um, it's not great. But this one uh. was called All Star Comedy, and it actually was fairly all starry. There was some, oh, that's good. There was some um, <laughs> decent comedians in there. Um, then we saw a show called Devalicious, High Seas on the High Seas. Yeah, and it's two actual opera singers uh, who apparently were on Australia, Australia's Got Talent uh, and uh, they uh, decided um, years ago to get together and just, you know, do a, a show and the show they've, uh, like, taken to uh, various cruise ships mm. um, and they do, like, some just... Uh, some opera songs, like the well-known ones. I, don't, I can't tell you what they are. <laughs> but when you hear them, you go, I know, I know that one. <laughs> I know that one. But they also do some comedy bits in between and some yeah. comedy songs. 
Um, and so when it started off, I was like, oh, because they started off with a comedy kind of song. I was going, what, what's going on here? What's happening? What's happening? And then, and then I realized what the shtick was and, and, then, yeah. uh, and then it was just great. So that was a, a really good show. Um, unfortunately, a lot of these fringe shows, it, it's kind of like it's only got like a short run. Yeah. So usually once I've seen it and get onto it on air, oh. it, it, it's gone. But the thing is, go and check out the Fringe app and like see what is there. Like because uh, Kat and I, we, we had a show at 11 o'clock on last Saturday and uh, it's called Impromptune's Bad Prov. And... The, uh, the the show was like uh, an improv show, but they were being a bit more sexy and risque. And the idea was that they uh, were trying to get cancelled during the course of the show. So they'd have to do something or say something and get cancelled. And you got cancelled by an audience member having a horn that they honked uh, if you got cancelled and they'd tell you why you got cancelled. And it was just like, it was always... Silly. Oh, my gosh. So there was audience participation? Well, it's improv. Of course there's audience participation. Can't no, improv. thanks. You can't have audience participation without in, with, with, uh, improv without audience participation. Really? Yeah, because improv go, give us an idea to do oh, something about Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you need audience participation. So, And the more the audience gives, the more you get back. Right, so, yeah. But this, this was really good. It was at 11 o'clock on Saturday and so Kat and I did have a nap beforehand. Um, but, yeah, we're glad we got up and, and watched that one. So, oh, it was um, at night time? Yeah, yeah. It was I don't know why. Time. I thought it was like in the middle of the day. No, no. So, um, yeah, Impromptune's Bad Prop, that was really good. Uh, and then uh, we saw... <laughs> Um, I saw uh, Mark, Mark and I, my mate Mark, we went and saw a burlesque show. Because when, when you're a dude and you go see a burlesque show with your female partner, mm. that's that's cool. You think it's okay, it's fine, we're, we're yep. a couple. Because you're good. in a couple, yeah. Yeah, when you go to a, a thing as you and your mate and, and you both do, it's just kind of like, oh, this is a bit leery, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was good fun, though. It was a great variety of kind of acts and body types and, and that, that sort of thing in the show. Um, a lot of comedy. They actually had a singer in like the middle portion of the show. Oh wow! So that was kind of like you know, you're going. Are you getting your kid off? Are you just singing? Oh, good. You've got a nice voice. That's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, no, that was that was good. So uh, it was called um, Seductive Secrets of Cabaret of Tees. I think it's like on a next Tuesday as well. So that was at the uh, Rosemount Hotel. Um, then uh, last night, uh, Kat and I went and saw a, a show called Improv RPG, and RPG stands for Role Playing Game. Mm. Uh, and it was called last night's one was Improv RPG Nerf Herders. Um, and if you're a fan of Star Wars, you would understand that's a Star Wars mm. reference, yes. scruffy looking Nerf Herders. Mm. And um, so the uh, the improv is basically they've uh, you know a role playing game. You create a character. It's within the world. There's a game. Uh, master person who is you know controlling things and they're making stuff up the uh, people playing the game are making stuff up and so basically they're making up a star wars play on stage as a role-playing game they've got a, a wheel with which they spin which has got like the outcomes are going to happen good bad other things mm. um it was just really entertaining and it did it over three nights. So you don't have to see all three nights. You yeah. can watch the beginning, the middle, or the end or you can watch all of it if you want to go three nights in a row. But really great idea. Like improv sometimes can be a bit shaverage, but this was fantastic, really good. So uh, their last night of that is tonight at the State Theatre and that's at 8 o'clock. Um, so if you're a fan of Star Wars and you want to see some uh, Star Wars improv, uh, then make your way down there very quickly because it's going to yeah. start uh, very soon. Um 
They're also doing one, which is a Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons one as well, and that's next week. They're doing that, so that'll be actually no, 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 that, the twenty seventh. They're doing that from the twenty seventh, twenty eighth, and thirtieth, I think. So, uh, yes, yeah, so that one was really good. So I've seen a, a bit of Fringe. So you, you sure have. And, and the, the, the thing is, though, I haven't seen any crap Fringe. All yep. the Fringe I've seen is good. So, I don't think I've ever seen anything at Fringe that was crap. Oh no, I have. <laughs> oh, have you? Yeah, I've seen a lot. Well, of the thing is, you've on on uh, that's a percentage thing because you've seen way more fringe oh, stuff than yeah. I have. Um, so the other thing is, if if you don't want to go into Northbridge, there are other places that have are holding things. Obviously, you have got the Rosemount, um, and they also have uh, Fremantle. There's stuff happening in Fremantle, so. There's, there's, you can put in where you're looking at, looking at seeing things, or you can put in the genre of sort of what you're looking at, or the dates, and see what happens on the dates. Like, oh, you know, we've got a night off on this night. Mm. Let's see what's on. So there's lots of different options. So that's right. But I'm going to do a Molly Meldrum here and say, do yourself a favour. <laughs> uh, get down to Northbridge and go to the Pleasure Gardens uh, because it's just got a nice atmosphere and, and ambience there. They've got the the wine area set up. There's a beer area. There's yeah. an area with other funky drinks. Um, they've got some really nice food places there. Um, during the day, they've got the mermaids and stuff. Um, and they've also got these um, game things set up now. They like look like uh, shipping containers painted different colours. Um, there's one that's uh, you've got to pull stuff out of a toilet. There's another one where you go. <laughs> okay. There's another one where you're going ice fishing. Yeah. Uh, and there's the one that's really in- interests me and I've really got to get you know, some people together and go and do this. Do you remember the game Nightmare? It was a, a mm. video. It was like a board game. You are asking the wrong person. <laughs> it was a, a board game that came with a videotape and on the videotape there was a character called the Gatekeeper and the Gatekeeper would give you instructions and play in the games. Whenever the Gatekeeper would um, uh, address you, you would have to answer, yes, my Gatekeeper. And oh, God, that sounds like... Um, yeah, that it's, sounds crazy. It's a fantastic game, uh, and they've got it. They've got it set up like you go. It's like eighteen bucks a person. Um, you're in there for an hour, and uh, you basically just go and play Nightmare. <laughs> so it's well, really that good. sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you grew up playing it. Yeah. Oh, that's wicked. Well, so, there you go. Yeah, I think like I just think Fringe has just turned it up a little notch this year. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's good. Mm. Well, on that note, we will be back next week talking about God knows what. Um, could be anything. <laughs> I mean, it could be anything. You just have to tune in, I guess, and find out what it's going to be. Um, but on that note, uh, Lewis, you did say you were going to see something on the weekend. What were you going to see? Uh, well, show-wise. Yeah, no, weren't you going to see a movie on the weekend or no, oh, you're yeah, seeing no, um, fringe I'm, stuff? I'm seeing a movie, to, not tomorrow, I'm seeing a movie on Saturday morning. Uh, by the way, if, you, uh, yeah, if you've got your day off tomorrow and uh, you don't need to go to work, don't forget to turn your alarm off tonight. Oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> Definitely, I'm literally going to do that now. <laughs> Because uh, I will forget. I'm going to remind Kat when I get home. Off. There yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you can enjoy enjoy your sleeping. Thank you very much, sir. Ironically, the movie I'm going to be seeing on Saturday is called Wise Boy Sleeps. Oh, right. <laughs> okay, there you go. And then on Sunday, I've got a fringe show called 90 Minutes in Poor Taste, <laughs> which is comedy and wine. Oh, that sounds very good. Well, on that note, guys, we're going to get out of here. Stay tuned if you're listening live. Uh, Quizzy will be here. Crate digging and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.